podcast of Destiny, episode 11. I'm here with my good friend Josh Graves. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic, yeah. dude. Yeah, Again. it's going great. Thank you for inviting me uh, over to the uh, west side. We're down here on the west side of Phoenix, <laughs> Mel's Diner. Every time I come over to this side of town, I want to get a CDL license or maybe like a carpentry kind of sort of certificate or something, you know? Yeah. Annual labor, you know? We're by warehouses. All these industrial areas. Yeah. yeah. Making like, you want to be a real man. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We're like real men being real men type shit. Yeah. We're here at uh, Mel's Diner uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. There's a Mel's Diner in L.A. on Sunset Boulevard. I think it's, yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Um, and that one is famous for, like, American Graffiti and stuff like that. I don't, know, I don't know if the one on Sunset is famous for American Graffiti with Ron Howard and stuff. On the menu here, it said something was filmed here. Like yeah, a Al- yeah, Alice. Um, there was a show called Alice. Oh, is that the spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore? No. I can't, I don't really know too much about it, but I know it was just like a diner based uh, sh- TV show, famous from like the seventies, maybe yeah. late sixties. I don't know, Dude. but they they f- they use the outside of this place for uh, Alice episodes a lot. But they eventually just started filming like the inside in Hollywood. I guess that's like a great set. idea to have a diner based sitcom. Like, yeah, yeah. There should be like a like a sitcom surrounded around surrounded around like a fucking group of people that work at a waffle house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. My mom worked at a, a waffle house when she was uh really? like in her late 20s, early 20s like before Love she had me. a waffle house waitress, dude. Yeah. They're, fucking, they're spunky, they're fun. Cigarette fucking, smoke. Yeah, dude, you can tell they've been through some shit, but they fucking they know how to get shit done. They just done. got done kicking somebody out exactly. for throwing throwing a plate of waffles at them or something they <laughs> getting into a big brawl they don't fuck <laughs> around but fucking yeah they got like a fun name like fucking i don't like what's a fun waffle house waitress name like uh uh probably like uh gertrude nancy no, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> nancy nancy would be nice ruth phyllis <laughs> phyllis, phyllis. It's a fucking it's yeah a waffle house waitress name yeah dude um this is cool though i i i the people who uh, work here and stuff were really nice and they were really cool with like letting us do this. They're just like, yeah, do whatever you want. It's, it's fine. We're they close it too, so we're like kind of have this parking lot to ourselves and stuff. And yeah, dude, they're laid back in there. Even their fries are home fries. It's like you're at home. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we were uh, we were inside uh, Mel's before this, and Josh was getting some food. I didn't really get anything because I was just kind of getting preparing for this. But uh, you you were like the menu said fries on it. It said fries. <laughs> yeah. I asked for fries. Yeah, <laughs> home fries. Like, home I'm fries. like these are cut up potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? All right, this is a this is like a halfway done. The, this like not a fully made. You know, someone got halfway through making French fries and gave up. <laughs> wasn't there wasn't there a movie called Home Fries with like Drew Barrymore or something like uh, there that? There is. There is. <laughs> Fucking. That's what I think of when I hear that. There's a lot of solid '90s Drew Barrymore romantic comedies that <laughs> i missed out on home fries but never yeah. been kissed masterpiece oh geez yeah um wedding singer we could go we can oh go all day god yeah <laughs> um speaking of 12 year olds who had coke addictions uh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so josh your uh, coke addiction that we were <laughs> Ooh, i waited until i was 16 for mine all right Fuck. <laughs> i wish i was doing coke at 12 geez i would have got uh, my homework done man. yeah i know uh I probably would have been a little bit more enthusiastic in school for sure, yeah. You know what blows my mind is the kids who do psychedelics when they're, like, young. Like acid and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, like acid heads, how yeah. How did you start? Because I didn't start. I didn't do psychedelics till I was well into my 20s, so I'm just like, Because oh. doing a lot of acid makes you feel so, 
numb and just brain dead and shit. That's how I feel when I do acid. For sure, but I can only like me as a seventeen year old doing that. Yeah, just it's so much in their brains not fully developed and it's just just they say that weed, you know, is bad for you in at an early age, but like acid, holy shit. Yeah. But if anyone needs acid, hit me up. I know a guy, <laughs> yeah. so I don't care. You can be ten, I'll fucking sell it to you. That's why I had you do this podcast. I'm trying to Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're we'll get the word out, all right. <laughs> okay, and we're going to a high school after this to just <laughs> pass it out to people so yeah yeah um so i know uh you through the stand-up scene in phoenix arizona uh we we did open mics and stuff together um whether it's you know uh you know back in the day i think we used to do probably did you do stand-up scottsdale back in the day oh god yeah for sure hosted there a couple times oh man that's actually um one of my favorite places i took a buddy there the other day and um, it's a gay bar now, which yeah. we didn't realize. The Hidden House or what? The Hidden House, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a gay bar, and um, we knew immediately when we walked in it was a gay bar. But it's nice. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Like, I actually might hit them up to ask them if they want to run a show. Because there's like, the, it's Bring all it back. one. Wow. It's always, you know, it used to be the room was separate from everything else. It's all one room now, but you could definitely run a show back there, so. The, the, where they used to have the pool tables and stuff, or? No, where the comedy show oh, was. Oh, okay. They knocked the wall down. It's all one. Wow, okay. Big gay festival in there now, dude. That was, yeah, that was where I started out. That was, uh, that was good times. I remember you, uh, Ian Gilb, uh, Ricardo. Yep. Even before me, that place was, like, a known place where, like, people got their start kind of Yeah, it was, deal. like, what, around, what, probably early 2000, maybe? Ten, I mean, ten plus years ago. That, that, that thing probably started 12, I want to say 12 years ago, I, I'm guessing, somewhere like that. So. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand-up? How many years? Shit, ten years. Damn, yeah, yeah. I don't tell. Like, there's uh, people on uh, social media, they're like, I've been doing comedy eight years today. I never mentioned my comedy. I'm like, I'll keep it. I just say, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I, I try not to mention that either. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe when I get to 10 years, I'm, I'm about like uh, 60 years deep or whatever, but uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not like a guy who goes about how many years. It's a, yeah, it's, you know, I everyone everyone's got it. their own timeline, but, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I'm just now starting to get to where I can headline and do longer sets, so everyone's on their own journey, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Um, what are some stories or interesting things about your stand-up journey that you can remember? Probably just doing the weird, like doing a gig for a um, at a nursing home kind of sort of deal, doing fucking following a guy at Stand-Up Scottsdale who just did like a manifesto. One time I had to follow a guy, it was Veterans Day, and this guy went up and did no jokes and just did a manifesto about how, how veterans are treated poorly in this country, which I agree <laughs> with, by the way, 100%. The VA sucks. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. it was. It, let's just say like it got – very weird and uncomfortable. I had to follow him right yeah. afterwards, and uh, I, I I did well. So you have know. some uh, opening, uh, uh, you know, statement uh, referring yeah, to what I happened. Yeah, I forgot what I forgot what I said. <laughs> I just said fuck antidepressants. They work. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Get this guy on. Let's get this guy one. So I started to go fund fund me for him after the show. So it worked out well. But yeah, just shit like that. Doing the nursing home gigs, which fucking, I mean, you know, that was fucking nursing home bonkers. Gigs. What are what are some crazy things that are some interesting things to point out about nursing home gays? I've never done anything like that. Well, for one, to be honest, looking back, I don't know if they were joking or not, but they told us that the people, some of the folks there, had Alzheimer's. And you know, the, the joke is, oh, we'll do a show here every week. They'll, they'll always think our jokes are new. Waka waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, yeah. I don't know if they were bullshitting with us or they actually had Alzheimer's. But <laughs> the funniest thing that I've ever saw at a nursing home gig was a comic, not me, but a comic uh, went on stage and did a joke, a masturbation joke, and a lady. Uh, wheelchair had her in her wheelchair just fucking just just turned around and wheeled wheeled out of the show so <laughs> that's the that's like yeah the uh that's like probably the worst like 
exit from an audience member ever. Just yeah. like, no, you know what? You suck. And then they, they just wheel out. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, I did a show about a month ago where uh, I was the second comic up. The host went up. And it was at like a fucking shitty sports bar um, where like all it's one of those gigs where like all the TVs are on behind you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's two guys. There's basically people are kind of paying attention, but there's like a table of three who are just like talking at like normal. Their backs face towards you. Yeah, they they just don't give a shit at all. First comic goes up, does his set. He finishes his set, and this guy in the audience is like, "Hey." Fuck you guys. There's a show going on. You guys fucking are pieces of shit. We paid for the show. You need to shut the fuck up right now. And then, like, those three guys, one of them was like, they, they get up to walk away. And one's like, I spent 200 fucking dollars here tonight, man. And um, I had to go up and I said, that's my dad. He just loves his son. He's supporting his son. <laughs> so I kind of had to play it off like that. But you see you see the, the best and worst of humanity doing bar gigs and stand-up shows. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you see shit like that, but also you see like some some people some people are just so loving and fucking they want to give you money after shows and type of shit. So it's a, it's a it's a bright it's a fucking barometer of you know good and bad. So have you ever had uh, a show where like a crowd's gone against you or anything like that or like booed booed you or anything like that or I've definitely been in an open mic where there's like three people in the room and I was fucking with the guy and he were you were you like when when you were done you were like oh god man that was like. That was really rough for like that was like, yeah. No, one time I went up for a uh, went up to do a set and there was a big time uh, Filipino comic. He's like he's well known and um, I did my jokes and they weren't hitting and then I just realized like oh this this Filipino crowd they're not gonna really dig my white guy stoner jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of one where the crowd where I got I don't think I've really gotten booed. I've been in an open mic where there's like five people in the room and I'm like going back and forth with a guy and he tells me I fucking suck and things like that. Yeah, where they yeah they take it to a new level. Like. Yeah, you're just like oh fuck. Damn it. <laughs> but I'm kind of well equipped to handle stuff like that now. That that happened. That guy telling me I fucking suck probably happened when I was two or three years in and I couldn't really. You know, I, I kind of I handled it how I handled it, but like this, it takes like years of that to kind of really be able to fucking just because if someone told me I fucking suck now, I would just fucking go in on them for like five minutes fucking straight, and yeah. I would just, I would win the audience over kind of sort of deal because I mean I'm not bragging, but now I just you just you get your chops, but years and years of fucking bar yeah. shows and just weird shit. So yeah. it's it's a it's an interesting thing to to do. So it's it has its it has its rewards though. So ups and downs, peaks and valleys, they always say with the stand up. Uh, you also do uh, some sketches. I mean, you're you're. I know that you're not. You haven't really done anything too much with your own stuff. But you you were uh, recently in one of my sketches that I may be releasing soon on my YouTube channel. Um, you played a director in my sketch, a British director, but also in real in the sketch you're also a a guy from. Uh, North Carolina. Yes. Who does uh, real estate uh, photography? <laughs> videography. Yeah. Vide yeah, yeah. Videography. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, Which is my dream job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, fuck. But you're f you used to have a group or a whatever. Hard like, fives. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, yeah. We had a, hard we had, fives. We yeah. had some uh, good times. Uh, I actually. This is just me. This is kind of the thing too of like kind of f figuring out where you fit in the world of comedy. I like performing, but I actually preferred writing the sketches and throwing lines at people was like, I was like, oh, man, I actually enjoy this more than being in the sketch. So we had a guy who, 
in my opinion, he's just like his face. Well, for whatever reason, his voice like worked better for film than mine. For some reason, I mean, you can. It's kind of hard to be subjective looking at yourself on film, but I kind of hate my voice and how I sound. But man, oh, I get the same way. <laughs> I love, I love, um, like a sketch where you're just pitching a guy. It's but the sketch is just a guy saying lines, you know, pretty much. It's like a one man sketch, and I can just pitch him fucking lines. Like we did a sketch about like what IPA drinkers say, and that sketch was just me pitching him lines. It ended up getting like eighty thousand views, so. And I was I was pretty proud of that, but I like the the writing and the yelling out of lines because like when I started out comedy, I I fucking not even before I liked stand up. I like the directing. Yeah, part, well, right? I got into like Judd Apatow and um, Christopher Guest and things like that. And their whole thing is fucking uh, and curb your enthusiasm. Their whole thing is well, we don't we don't you know we 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 have like a a shell of a script, but it's a lot of improv, and they yell shit out, and there's a million takes, and so I was like, oh, that's how you should do comedy, and it is like a fun way as opposed to, I did, a, I probably did a project a month ago, it was a com, it was comedy based, but it was, we were working off a script, and the guy who did it, he's a great writer, he wanted us to do it word for word, which is also kind of, you know, you gotta kind of, you gotta do more takes and kind of really to kind of get it, get it, but I'm I'm just a guy who I like to throw I like to yell lines at the people that I'm that I'm in. So. Like off the top of your head, kind of improvised. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know, like the you know we have a subject and shit, but uh you know I just have like 20 lines that I've written now. I want I want to do every single line kind of sort of deal. Yeah, there's so. a video that we me and my friends made back in the day called Conversations. It was like it went pretty viral, but like it was literally just us like saying say this say this or hey I'm about to say this put the camera on me, and it was all about. Uh, being like things that you would hear in the middle of a conversation, like right. uh, shocking, weird right. things, and uh, yeah, but I like that style, just uh, kind of like in the moment. That's right. But honestly, I've done all. I've done like man on the street shit, which is fucking terrifying. I don't really prefer to do. Yeah. Um. So I've done man on the street. I've done fucking you know. You name it. I've kind of done done the genre. So yeah. yeah. I, I did a sketch to. About sucking the dick for a million dollars, fucking <laughs> all kind of shit, man. So, uh, you know, as a, as a stand-up, it's kind of a weird... I feel like most people who do like really into sketch are more improv folks because they're used to working with people and kind of sort of deal. That's Me, what I was going to ask you if you've ever been if you've ever been in like the improv. I did like, improv for like five or six years. Um, we're in Arizona. In Arizona, at? yeah. At Jester's, there's also. I did it with a guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name's Dave Thurston. Yeah, I've heard of Dave Thurston. He, we, yeah. we were we did the Outliers. And oh, Outliers, yeah. We Was would that a do, club called Outliers. So we would do our Friday shows. I've heard of that. We would do our Friday shows at Stand Up Scottsdale in the side room. Okay. Um and. Then we would do our shows Saturday night. But what night. about like jams or anything like that? Did Never you... done jams. I kind of just stuck. Dave, like Dave's the kind of guy. I just kind of followed him and did what he did. But yeah. um, that was kind of cool because I learned how to create characters with that shit. Like mm -hmm. I created a character named Kenny Smith and then some other random characters. So we used to do a show called Experts. And on that show, the audience asks you questions and you take your character and you just answer the question. Oh, so character. like you was, you guys did a lot of short for, short form improv. Like short form, but the games where you get to be the character the whole time was what I loved the most because that's where I kind of just learned to rant and just go off the dome and kind of really fucking just just I could literally go for th someone asked asked me a question and in that character's you know voice I can just go for three minutes and just I would do really well sometimes. So. Yeah, so it was a lot of character based improv. Right? Yes, that's the a shit lot of that game, I. Yeah, the scene shit is fun too. When you hit a when you nail the long a good form line, improv and stuff too. We were I was ever... just starting to get into long form when I kind of stopped when our when our troop kind of broke up kind of sort of deal. But I've seen like some fucking some pros do long form and like that's like. It's like seeing someone who's really good at stand-up. You're like, oh, this is the next level to yeah, this kind yeah. of sort of thing.
It's um, I've been doing it on and off like long form for a while, and it's still yeah, it's so hard. It's like harder. It's harder than stand up for me. For I sure, mean, easy yeah. stand up for me is pretty. I mean, I, I like I'm comfortable going up there and doing my stuff, but like, I get pretty nervous before I do improv for sure. Oh yeah, dude, and yeah, I probably but the, did. The thing is about you, I get to get out of your head. <laughs> you do, and I probably did a long form scene once that was probably twenty ish to thirty ish minutes long, and I I, I felt like I'm, I was like, oh shit, we really because in, in the long form that I seen, they would take a word. Boom, you start one scene, boom, that scene leads to this scene, leads to this this scene, leads to, and then before you know it, we're back in the original scene that we were in. It yeah. is all, it's, like, it's like different little worlds, and somehow it all combines into the word that the audience gave you, so yeah. it takes a lot of skill and shit, so. Yeah. Um, so speaking of comedy and stand-up and everything, um, I'm doing a new thing on my podcast where I have uh, my comedic guests, uh, my stand-up comedian guests, um, doing uh, i want them to do stand-up uh, on my uh, podcast in between the you know talking section so uh what we're going to do is we're going to ha- cut to josh doing some stand-up for you right now hey my name is josh grace thanks for having me great to be here hey it's 2021 trying times we're all doing what we can i like to give back to the community any way that i can like uh, for instance recently i took a taco bell survey yep that's right, folks. Tellthebell.com. You take the survey, you could be eligible for $500. $500, I mean, I can catch up on rent with $500. You know what I'm saying? That's scholarship money right there. Now, when you take the Taco Bell survey, you got categories, and each category you have to rate. You need to be highly satisfied, satisfied, highly dissatisfied, dissatisfied or neither satisfied nor dissatisfied that's right you can plead the fifth on a taco bell survey it's uh it's a very it's you got to really get into it and uh, the other day i went through i got my order and the first category um was the speed of my order um was it the drive-through two chalupas was probably in and out within about eight nine minutes so just satisfied with that first category all right yeah i know what you're thinking yeah i am a tough taco bell survey grader all right you got to fucking earn respect in this town to get it you know what i'm saying so second category friendliness of the team members neither satisfied nor dissatisfied with that category folks all right i don't like to always mix business with pleasure i don't look at taco bell employees as actual employees i look at them as like mercenaries you know like one guy's got the nacho cheese gun, other guy's got the sour cream gun, you know. Together they make burritos kind of sort of thing. So third third category was the um it's the <laughs> the the landscaping of the Taco Bell. Folks, let me tell you something, all right? The way they fit this Taco Bell in the corner of this Sunflower Market parking lot, the subtle Art Deco architecture, this little patch of grass that separates the drive-thru from the walk-in, CVS in the backdrop. Highly fucking satisfied, ladies and gentlemen, all right? Yeah, you've rebounded totally, store 0213. You fucking, you've gone from zero to 100, so. The final category was how likely am I to recommend this Taco Bell in the next 30 days to someone? 
It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, you know? Just like, could you imagine, like, my buddy's like, hey, I'm going to Taco Bell. Which one are you going to? The one on uh, Thomas and University. No, 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 you gotta go to the one on Sutherland and McClintock. Order the lasagna. Tell the chef I sent you. All right, my name was Josh. Thanks for having me on the podcast, baby. Dude, thank you. That was awesome, man. Dude. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you doing a new idea. Yeah, I've uh, never done stand-up in a parking lot before, but hey, 2021, <laughs> COVID, baby. Yeah, we'll yeah. do stand-up anywhere you need us to do. Fuck. Yeah, Dana uh, Wisson did it did it uh, at uh, Tempe Beach Park. And Damn, were, that would um, be fun. A lot more people walking by. I was by. about to say, you get a, you get a real audience there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We She had an audience for sure. Nice. Um, I, I don't need do... a fucking audience, Dustin. I'll fucking perf- <laughs> perform in my car uh, if I don't give a shit. Yeah, right? yeah, you're, you're a true, real fucking hardcore comedian who... We'll do it in front of zero people. You know? I'll fucking. There, a homeless guy was down on the end. I I, zo- I zoned <laughs> in on him, and I was like, he's paying attention to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah we'll, we'll let those guys go by. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hell's Angels. See, that's the good thing about you know these mics. You can like, it just picked that up for a second, but we're right back to you know normal audio. I guess. Yeah, dude, that was fun. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk about you know you're like uh, I like to talk to my guests about their uh, the growing up situation their uh, you know where they grew up. Um, uh, you grew up in Arkansas, you said. Grew up in Arkansas, a little town called Pine Bluff until I was about 14. Then I moved to Hot Springs, Arkansas. My stepdad, he worked at the railroad. He fell off of like a box car and got a nice he got a settlement, retired. He got us a nice lake house, and so I mean that's the American dream is to sue your way into a lake house, pretty much. So <laughs> yeah, that's sort of deal. Nice. I'm, I have a feeling that guy did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but that's crazy. He felt he, he was a what did he work? He was the conductor on the railroad for like 20 plus years. And then one day he's climbing up a ladder and he fucking falls back off a ladder, fucked his neck up, fucked his back up, sued the railroad. And next thing you know, baby, I had a jet ski. So oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. the height of white privilege, it, my good sir. Is your dad still around? He's around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, wow. Okay. So and you guys live in Arizona now, obviously. No, uh, no, no. They're still in Arkansas. Oh, okay. You I, got, I got away from him. Okay. At four, at <laughs> I mean, four, I love them, but I fucking. I, yeah. At fourteen, you said. No, well, that's when we moved. He, that's fourteen is when he he uh, fell off the ladder, and we we moved from Pine Bluff to Hot Springs. So that oh, was kind of okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like our moving up. It was like the Jeffersons. We moved on up, baby, to the east side. You know, finally got a goddamn jet ski, named it Betsy. So. Did yeah. when you uh, when you were living in Arkansas, you lived in a small a small little town, right? Or yeah, no? probably the Pine Bluff. I'm thinking probably uh, twenty to thirty thousand. Hot Springs is probably fifty fifty thousand folks. It's a city. I don't. I didn't yeah, live in like yeah. bumfuck. Okay, because I was gonna say. I no. mean, I I've been to like rural Arkansas. Before. Have you? Yeah, Oof. like I was in a band. Well, thank goodness you're white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in a short. Long story short, uh, I was in a band, a death metal band, who went on tour like oh, for shit. a few years. We played in Arkansas once, and these kids, like, br- I talked about this in the first episode, but uh, these bratty, like, kind of, like, redneck kids came up to, to after this, because we asked for a place to stay, and they came up, and we've got a place for you to stay, and we, like, went out to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> they had a house that had no electricity. They, like, for entertainment, they like to run through the woods, like, naked with their shirts around their heads. Oh, yeah. Fucking crazy shit. Yeah. But you're saying you grew up in the city. You're going to say, I've never been hunting. I've never worn camouflage in my life. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so I where do you know the city that it was by chance? Just curious. I have no idea. It was yeah. literally a back road. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Arkansas has got some fucking Johnny Cash was born there. Elvis. Yeah, it has some city, big city. Yeah, something vibes. I don't know. Elvis uh, fucking spent the night there once or some something weird. But uh, there's some and I don't know the the R and B singer Neo. I'm not sure if you're aware. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Icebox where so my heart used to be. Yes. Wow, Dustin so did not expect you to know so Neo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you did used to freestyle at parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's for sure. I uh, I liked I liked Neo. For but sure. here's the thing: my parents were divorced, so my real dad lived in Shreveport, Louisiana, in more of a he lived in the kind of the hood kind of. But Louisiana is a great cool place to kind of see i didn't necessarily grow up there but i spent basically half my childhood there great food great people fucking riverboat casinos yeah you got it lots of fun so yeah oh yeah riverboat casinos what can you describe more of what those are (laughs) it's a boat that doesn't go anywhere yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's on the river i don't know why maybe that's some kind of government regulated thing but the boat sits on the river goes nowhere and you gamble and play slots on it and drink shitty daiquiris (laughs) <laughs> Which Shreveport is like 10 hours from New Orleans. So Louisiana's a boot. Shreveport's way up here. New Orleans and all that shit's fucking down by the coast kind of sort of. So Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's nice to know about your upbringing and stuff like that um, and where you grew up. But um, you told me before this that you were kicked out of the military. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to see if you could go into that a little bit. So <laughs> about at about 20 years old, I was – I'd stop. I played college baseball for a year, mm-hmm. and that was kind of my dream, and then it gave on that, gave up on that. Uh, you join the military because you're, you're kind of your life's going nowhere kind of sort of thing. Yeah. So I had a buddy at the time – who was living with me in my in the in my parents? How we were my I grew up in like the downstairs was like my room kind of sort of house. So me and my buddy we were living down there. We were both kind of like some degenerate pieces of shit who were just fucking drinking and getting high every night. And we decided one day, you know what? We're gonna fucking join the air force. And not only that. We're going to be fucking special ops Air Force. Because that's one thing they try to pitch to you. Like, oh, you want to do special ops? You'll fucking jump out of a plane. You'll fucking torture a Middle Eastern child. They fucking, they really pitch it to you. We were going <laughs> to, we were going to do the black ops shit. My buddy was like a star track athlete in high school. So we were fucking running every day. We were getting fucking ready to go. But it turned out my buddy had terrible credit. And they don't let you in the Air Force if you have bad credit. <laughs> so I only ended up uh, joining the Air Force. And... A fella like me, pretty much from the tenth grade on, I was smoking pot and playing sports. Yeah. And basically, we knew the time of year we were gonna get drug tested. So every year we'd be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll stop smoking weed for a week and a half, and I'll pass a drug test. I'll take some niacin, which I don't know if you ever take ever taken niacin, but Jesus." Uh, so I had some confidence that I was going to pass the drug test. And I went to the recruiter, and they, they ask you too. They're like, "How many times have you smoking? Have you smoked pot?" And you're like, "Yeah." And, and, and then they're like, how many times total exactly? And you're like, uh, 34 times, I'd say, total, And uh, then, which is a mistake. If anyone's joining the military and you smoke weed, just say you don't smoke weed because if you do, they send like a special investigator to interview you and shit. The, the Air Force is a bitch to get into, so yeah. I ended up, there's something called MEPS that you have to, um, it's like your pre-kind pre of pre-boot um, camp shit that you got to go to. I passed my MEPS. A drug test and went into the military, man, and I just didn't quite, I didn't quite um, 
pass my drug test because I had to lose about 19 pounds within three weeks. So I wasn't drinking water the way I should. The guy was like, my recruiter's like, don't drink water, man. You fucking, you're just going to gain the water weight back. You just got to, you got to lose this fucking weight. And uh, I think there's like a thing to where like the THC count was like, you could have a max of 15. I probably had like 25 in mind. So I could have like... I could have gone to them and been like, you know what? I was at a party and someone blew weed smoke in my face. I swear to God, it wasn't it wasn't me. I could have fucking, you know, tried to put in what's it what's it called like a um you know where you just, just making an excuse or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through like a like a process kind of sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just decided, dude, because when you you're in your platoon when you first get there, you're in a, you're with a group of guys, and I was there for a good five or six days, and um. When they when your drug test comes in, you get taken out, and then you move to like a whole new platoon of guys, and these are like the fucking, the shit of the military. They're all going home. Like some people, literally smoked weed the night before. You're like, what was your THC count? And they're like 200. You're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> did you fucking smoke a blunt the fucking right before you got on the plane? And um, oh, some guys just quit. They just get there and they're like, nope, not doing this for me. And uh, but it's kind of an eye-opening experience because. Some guys are literally stuck in this fucking, like, in this holding area before they can be let out of the military. Because if you're in boot camp and you break your leg, mm-hmm. you, you have to stay in until your leg is no longer, until you're well. So there were some guys in there that their legs were broken. And they were literally going to have to wait till their leg was fully healed. And then they start boot camp all over. So, oh, I mean, there's, I, there were some guys in there were, that were severely depressed and fucking. There were some guys. There was definitely yeah, some guys could, freestyling in the quarter Fuck. playing spades, too. So it was a fun little platoon to be in. So I was probably... I was there because you have to process out of the military. They don't just send you home. There's a lot of paperwork involved and shit. Yeah. And um, I was probably there for about five weeks before they finally let me go home. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was I was going to go to the military for four years, and I was going to go to film school and, and do stand-up. was my whole – I was probably – I was like, I'm going to go to film school for free because of the free school. I'm just going to move to Los Angeles, and, and I had – dreams like that and then i got kicked out and i just called my buddy and i was like dude let's let's fucking move somewhere where do we move and he's like my sister goes to asu we'll move to phoenix and i said let's, let's get the fuck out of here so it's kind of wow. wound up here yeah that's uh that's that's crazy. i had just <laughs> gotten my gun too they gave me my gun they give you like this big ass gun like it's kind of fake it's fake but kind of fake but real and then like the next day i my drug test came back i had just gotten my gun i was just really getting excited and fucking they took it away so don't Fucking don't smoke weed if you're going to the military. Even though I guess it's well, it's gonna be legal someday. So yeah, but I don't know. Whenever when I think of like recruiters recruiting people for the military, oh, I, uh, there's something that I remember them like doing like back in the day. They would go up to people like if they if they like saw or noticed that you were like into music or something or, or in a band or yeah. into bands. They'd be like, "Oh, you're into music. You're into like uh, rock music, huh? <laughs> Did you know that uh, Shaggy was in the Marines, huh? <laughs> Shaggy." And <laughs> just be like, oh, cool, yeah, I, I guess I kind of like Shaggy. <laughs> that's how the ISIS recruits, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did you say ISIS? Yeah, that's how they recruit. <laughs> but with their oh, famous people? <laughs> yeah, fucking, I see you, like, throwing rocks. Did you know that fucking, I don't know. Like, I just imagine, like, a guy walking up to a kid who's like, oh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I could see your, I don't know. I don't. ISIS recruiting is, is just funny to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but those recruiters, dude. I mean, my recruiter—he was such a douchebag. He fucking was like this young dude, and that, I mean, that's a thing. It's they're getting commission from you joining, so yeah. Uh, and he knew that I—I sp- I feel like he knew that I was gonna fucking come back for smoking weed because uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, he was just a fucking a douchebag. And I, I'm glad I got kicked out because I hope, I hope his commission got taken away pretty much. <laughs> fucking. So, yeah. It's a, it's a hell of a game. It's a fucking – because I, I have buddies. The reason I joined the Air Force is because I had a buddy who joined my best friends who we went to high school together. He's still in right now. He convinced me to join because of all the benefits and shit. And um, I don't know. Oh, he they were telling me that they've been up for those those recruiter jobs and that they just didn't want to do it because it's just a fucking – it's just sales. That's yeah. All it is. So. Yeah. You got to reach a quota to yeah. get people to <laughs> – there's no draft fight, anymore. Fight the you got to fucking see what they're in the shaggy or not. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but did I kill a bunch of people? It wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 no, I was thinking, what's the rapper with the fucking uh, the ice cream cone? Gucci oh, Mane. Gucci you know, Mane. Gucci Mane was in the Marines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gucci Mane. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was. Uh, he f- used to be in the fighter tanks. So. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah, hilarious. So. <laughs> But yeah, um, I ended up. My goal goal was to go to film school actually, because I did want to be a director. I used to be into movies and all kind of shit, and so yeah, I just wound wound up here doing stand up, and I did want to do stand up too. That was always in the back of my mind. I, I loved. I got into Dave Chappelle probably when I was like 14, 15 years old, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, me too. Watched his HBO special. Watched. Did um, you like Kings of Comedy? Like, a, as well, like a set, little bit. I, the Entertainer. I liked Bernie Mac's set yeah, about yeah. Mil- milk and cookies and shit. And I used to watch <laughs> old fucking Def Jam. Milk and cookies. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Martin Lawrence hosting Def Jam comedy was big for sure. Like all those old Chris Tucker sets and shit. And Bernie Mac too. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Is iconic. Yeah. So yeah, it was always uh, bubbling up in the back of my mind. But, and I went. It's funny. There's a comedy club in Little Rock, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes from where I lived in Hot Springs. And um, I, I remember going to. A comedy show and just being like, oh man, I just want to check it Wait, out. Wait, what is it called? Is it? Uh, it's called the Looney Bin. The Looney Bin. Yeah, I've heard of the Looney Bin. There's Bin. like, well, they're like in Oklahoma. There's one in Colorado. Okay, yeah, it's a so it's chain. like a French, Oklahoma yeah, City yeah. kind of sort of thing. But I went and checked it out and fucking, I wanted to do it so bad. So yeah, yeah, man. Um, so uh, every guest, I, I I ask them what their top favorite five favorite movies are. I wanted to see if you could give us your top five favorite movies. It doesn't have to be a very like serious thing it can be like an in the moment kind of thing it doesn't need to be like okay so i need to focus so hard on my top (laughs) five like it can just be no i'm trying to think well i probably three jump into mine immediately uh django unchained i just this has got to be a couple tarantino ones in there django and pulp fiction are in there the movie seven is in there okay i like david fincher quite a bit um god damn it what else fucking dude that's that's a tough tough question um Let's see, seven, and I'd like dark, weird shit, so... Oh, Goodfellas is definitely... Goodfellas, four, okay. And, fuck, what's the last one I'd probably toss in there? Um, oh, Heat. Heat, I mean, nice, yeah, it's nice. pretty standard fucking... Another uh, gangster mafia movie? Yeah, or, or, fucking, yeah, well, Heat Michael Mann. Yeah, Heat isn't like... A, they're like a... It's they're, a they're, crime. They're bank robbers. Yeah, bank robbers. They rob yeah. banks, yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's a great movie. Val Kilmer, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um... So uh, I want to thank you for uh, committing to this and and you know, um, Fuck you yeah, know dude. showing up and and telling us some really good stuff and some good stories and um, is there anything that you want to promote anything you want to give a shout out your your social networking anything you got I would say up? just go to Hard Fives because I'm I'm gonna we haven't posted stuff in a little bit but I'm I'm working on some a podcast myself and we're gonna eventually have some sketches you have so a Hard Fives YouTube channel right yes and oh well Josh Gray go to the if you're gonna do YouTube go to Josh Gray's but on Facebook go okay. to type in Hard Fives on Facebook follow that that's like my main sort of kind of thing where I can kind of reach I can kind of go through YouTube and everything else and 
Yeah, man, I wish I, I was running a show at a barcade in Mesa. I wish I could have had something to promote, but that got closed down with COVID. Oh, so. the, gr- the grid, right? The grid, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's on hold video for game, now. Video yeah, game barcade. That's like the new hot thing. There's like seven fucking barcades in fucking Phoenix right now. So, yeah. but yeah, go follow Hard Fives on Facebook because I'll be I release all my shit through there anyway. So and your yeah, Instagram man. is just uh, at J Graves. At J Graves, yeah. and uh, follow me on Instagram, Dustin Hadlock, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, uh, or not, not all one word, no spaces. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing, lowercase. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lowercase. Just check that for if you ever want to see me like post anything about stand-up shows. Um, I've got a new sketch coming out that Josh is in. He plays a director. We talked about it earlier. Um, it's, it's about me be playing a British rapper. Uh, That's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be really good, so I'll look out for that. And thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and Podcast of Destiny, uh, episode 11. Success. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Thank you, guys. It was...